Yeah, Neil Giraldo, G-I-R-A-L-D-O. Giraldo. Neil Giraldo. Giraldo. Stop putting an R in there. You're saying Giraldo. Giraldo. Neil, you can't say it. I can't say it. Giraldo. There you go. Giraldo. 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 Let's do this first. Giraldo. Giraldo. Right? Yeah. Neil Giraldo. Neil Giraldo. There you go. You don't sound natural when you say it. You have to say it once. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Now we're up to the latest hit by English singer Phil Collins. The Zingers. Whose husband are you, dog face? <laughs> Whose husband are you looking for? <laughs> and the self-indulgence. Chicks dig me. Because I rarely wear underwear. When I do, it's usually something unusual. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with Tempe.com. And today, our interview with Pat Benatar's husband and guitar lick master, Neil Giraldo. Linda, that girl looks just like Pat Benatar. I know. Wait, there are three girls here at Ridgemont who have cultivated the Pat Benatar look. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you got it. You're sweating. Too much buildup. You're like, gonna make yourself nervous. With me as always, when it comes to podcasting with him, Love is always a battlefield. <laughs> Times pop music critic Sean Day. I love it. I love it. Yes, we're back on the interview tip. I ducked out. I had something important to do. Was that a breakfast burrito? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you got to interview the great Neil Giraldo. And Neil Giraldo is kind of like um, uh, a Kevin Bacon, six degrees to Neil Giraldo. Like he's been invited, he's recorded Everybody. with tons of people. Right. You'll hear him name drop uh, John Waite, Rick Springfield, Kenny Loggins. Um, he's. He's actually. We've actually, interviewed all those people. We have. Oh, that's so awesome. we are the uh, <gasps> Kevin Bacon. I love that. Yeah. So uh, Neil and Pat are playing here uh, this month in Tampa Bay. No, October twelfth. Okay, Tampa. Exactly. The, that's why I said <laughs> eight hundred. Ask Gary Amphitheater. Yeah, always rolls off the tongue. It's yeah, better it than is. Neil Giraldo. <laughs> Neil Giraldo. I don't know why you're having problems with that yeah, insider joke, but. Uh, these days, Pat and Neil, or is Patricia, he always calls her, he kept throwing mm-hmm. me off. He's like, Patricia, Patricia. I'm like, can I just call her Pat? That's a fascinating detail. I, honestly, he calls her Patricia. Patricia. Um, they get equal billing. So yeah, it's Pat, Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. You, the only way you can say it is like you're a carnival marker. Um, they get Neil equal billing. Neil Giraldo. And yeah. uh, they are opening uh, for Journey with uh, Love Boy. He, does he address that? Yes, he does. He does. I mean, like, it, finally he's getting yeah. he's getting his just due. And I imagine that was Pat's thing? No, Patricia's? Well, Patricia. It does. Patricia rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. That's it a, does. also the name of my autobiography. <laughs> the, um, Why do you have a screwdriver in your hand? What the hell? I just noticed that. I found it here, and I was playing. Why is it dripping with blood? <laughs> Suicide is never the answer, little trooper. Dude, what the hell? You might as well you have like a penguin in your hand. You know you put it down? Why do you have a screwdriver? It's so incongruous. I just found it here. It's probably been here for years. It's been here as long as the podcast has been here. 
That's I think bizarre. it's time to get the screwdriver in the room. What are you going to pick up next? Like, yeah, severed head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even remember what we're talking about. Oh, oh, here's the deal. He'll explain a little bit of it. But he's explained it so many times that, you know, you can tell he's, he's tired of explaining it. And I don't blame him. Uh, when Pat Benatar got started, the record company and their manager said, well, you know, we can't have this double billing thing. It's, we're just going to say Pat Benatar. And they weren't happy about it, but you know, someone puts a recording a record contract in front of you. You go, you tend to, you know, you go along to get along. Do they say anything about a band name? Do they have like? No, you know, you know, know I, mean, I had that on my list, but you know what? The I screwdrivers. Mean, keep in mind the screwdrivers, the severed heads. The um, remember the time when Pat Benatar was getting started. It wasn't that unusual because that was the era of uh, Eddie Money, Rick Springfield, uh, Donna Summer. I mean, it was not and unusual. Give me a name. Give me a name. Right. But uh, so it wasn't that unusual. But I still think it's a, a shame because if they Neil is responsible as anybody for her for changing her sound mm-hmm. for write, for co-writing almost all her hits. Got great riffs. Yeah, I mean, everything about that you love about Pat Benatar, Neil has a big hand in it. What's his last name? Geraldo. <laughs> did I get it right? You did. You got you nailed it every single time. Well, cool. I, I I love this. I wish I could have been a part of it. We'll have to do a uh, one of our um, tag team interviews coming up. But uh, but let's listen to it. Steve Spears interviewing Neil Giraldo. Hey Neil, where are you calling from this morning? Calling from Peoria, Illinois. Peoria is that where the tour is this morning? That's where we're at. Yeah, we just came from the. Uh, well, we were in Chicago for a day off, but yeah, that's where we're at today. So, excellent. How's the How's the tour going so far? It's going great. Uh, it's doing really well. We've had uh, about a week off, ten days, which was kind of cool. Unfortunately, I picked up a cold that my daughter had, so oh, no. I have to. Uh, yeah, I have to find a way to <laughs> extract that from my life. But I normally don't get sick because I exercise or work out so much and just kind of. Just kind of caught everybody. Now my drummer has it, so it's kind of a little thing going around. But yeah, everything's going great. We're having a blast. Um, I had also read somewhere recently that you had a nerve condition in your arm. How's that holding up? Uh, that's holding up pretty well. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it's, it's called an ulnar nerve entrapment. I had to cancel about twenty dates last year, three months. It's um, it's doing it's doing really well. I hate to say it because I don't want to jinx it, but it's doing really well. But it's <laughs> like my uh, sports doctors tell me; they say. Spider, you're an athlete. You have to take care of this every time you play. So I got to do exactly what pitchers do, quarterbacks do. Got an ice bath. Got to put it in there and and take some uh, anti-inflammatories and just kind of mellow it down every time I play. So just the thing you got to do. Is that something that just comes from having to perform and hold your instrument every night? Well, no, it comes from repetitive motion. And I mean, you know, I'm 57 years old. I've been doing. I've been playing guitar since I was six years old, and drums and piano and everything else. I'm pretty aggressive player so it just you know i really go at it so i go at it maybe a little too hard but i that's the only way i know so sometimes i just just it's repetitive motion and that nerve rides in this thing called the cubital tunnel that's that funny bone and if you over enough time you irritate that sheath that covers it and then it's once it starts pinching into that nerve it shuts down your whole your whole hand it's bad man it's a bad bad thing for musicians really bad no kidding i i imagine on a on a tour with bands like uh journey and lover boy that i mean at some at some point age starts to to factor itself in and maybe maybe a a tour in 2012 isn't exactly the same as a tour in 1982 anymore 
Well, not necessarily. I don't think so. I, you know, for us personally, I think we're we're rocking just as hard, if not harder. Now, I mean, we really are because we're we're confident. We're really, really confident. We're relaxed. We know that we can go out there and, and rip the place apart. And I mean, that's kind of what we do. I've always I've always thought that every time I play it. I like I, I was telling somebody this morning too. They said. Spider, why are you in such a bad mood? I says, I'm in a bad mood because I got a cold, and that means if my performance is hindered and I can't give it 100%, I'm not going to be happy because I'm like an all-out guy. I'm the guy that you're going to call into the field and go and play in a game. I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to come. I don't care if I'm bleeding, hurt, anything. So if this impacts my playing, it's going to bother me. And that's, that's like, hmm, it's concerning. So, 82, 2012, no difference to me, not to us. <laughs> Don't you mess around me, you're a heartbreaker. So you're, when you're packaged together, you know, these three bands together, is that sort of a reality of touring these days, the, 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 the shed tour, as they call it, the shed tour circuit? Or, you know, is it part of you that kind of sort of wishes maybe you're playing uh, more intimate venues? No, it's kind of the way it kind of works out these days, which is great. I think it's a really good idea, especially if you can group uh, bands together that have a, a different style but still somewhat go together. I think it's a good thing for people. I mean, economic times are tough, and, you know, you want to come there, you want to have people enjoy themselves for the whole the whole evening. And this this, uh, this gives them the opportunity because we're so much different. Yeah. We're a much, we're much hard-hitting East Coast rocking band, as you will see when you see us. I mean, we come throw stuff out. If you check out YouTube, check out some of the stuff we're throwing out there. You know, we're pretty aggressive. San Francisco with Journey, great at what they do, more on the pop side of things. Have that California sound. That Loverboy, which I love, actually, they're doing great. They represent Canada in the, in the middle, and, they do, and they're great. <laughs> so it's working really well. So I think it's a great idea for people. I, they should have done that more in the early days, it's just unfortunately the egos probably got in the way with most of these things. But now, doesn't matter as much. Is it is it gratifying to be able to tour these days with your name and Pat's name built equally? Is it gratifying? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's gratifying as much as as what it's always been. In other words, um, we've always been a partnership, but just in the early days, because of management and things of that nature didn't really want that to happen. It was a it was a very strange thing. You'll you'll read about that when I finish the book that I'm writing so you can kinda understand what that's about. But we've always been a partnership and and Patricia always thought it felt odd to be on stage considering all the things that I do and, and what it means to the band and what part I am to not have my name there. She said, you know, Spider, you should be there with me. I mean you're you're is my equal. We've <laughs> you're my muse. We've <laughs> we've been the same on all levels. So that's all it is. I mean, it's it's nice. It's nice, and people respond to it really well. And I I don't care. I mean, I'm going up there as me, and I'm coming off as me, and I'm hitting hard, and everybody's happy. So it's a good life. <laughs> I bet. It's you know, okay. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I've written a lot about uh, Rock of Ages, both the movie and the musical. Mm -hmm. And uh, the music um, includes two songs from you and Pat, um, uh -huh. Hit Me With Your Best Shot and Shadows of the Night. What, what was your reaction when you were first approached uh, for permission to, to use your music on that project? 
Well, first of all, I'd never seen the play, so I, I never knew what it was, and I didn't see the movie. Still yet, I, I've never seen it. <laughs> so the, when they first mentioned it, I said, well, sure. I mean, in the play, when they go, have you seen it? Have you seen it? I go, no, I, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. So it was fine. I, 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 I'm not a big musical guy. You know, I don't like musicals for a couple reasons. Let me just give, make this quick for you. I don't like musicals because I can't sit and not get up. I've got like claustrophobia and I get really weird when there's crowds and people around me and I can't really move. So I can't like theater because if you get up, people snare and do all that weird stuff to you. <laughs> so that prevents me from seeing any musicals. I like Jesus Christ Superstar when I saw that in the, in the theater, in the movie theater. That was okay. But yeah, I didn't, I, I, I forgot it. It didn't mean really that much to me. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, if people love it, then then I'll say they have meant a lot to me. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> no, I, I, really didn't, I didn't have a connection to it at all, to yeah. tell you the truth. No connection at all. How often do you guys get asked to, to have your music used for commercial purposes? Oh, we get asked a lot. We... We get we get asked a lot to do stuff, but um, I mean, some things we, we we agree to, and some things we we have to turn down because of the content. And um, you know, it's good. I mean, I'm thankful that people still appreciate it and want to hear some of those songs. I mean, I'm always forward thinking. That's the past to me, and I, and I respect the past and I, I live with it, and it's kind of, I love it. But I'm always I'm on the forward edge of everything. I mean, I'm always thinking moving forward I, of what I'm doing and things. The past is, is was history, and let's move forward. You know. So, yeah, speaking of moving forward, do, does does it ever happen to where you feel like you get song fatigue, where you you just want to retire one of the hit songs from the set list and and maybe add something that's a little bit newer? Uh, yeah, at times, you know, at times, and, you know, I respect people coming to the concert want to relive you know those moments and hear those songs. I, I don't want to make them feel bad in any way. So I. But what I'd like to do is add more time in a set. That's the biggest problem that we have with this this three bill thing. The fifty minutes is just it's just not enough time. But it's just the way we have to do it because we have a curfew and we have to make sure all three bands set changes happen and, and things of that nature, you know. So um I wish I could add another song, some new stuff and and still keep the old stuff. So Is is there an, is there a new album on the horizon? Well there's a couple things. One is a project that I can't talk about because it's 100% secret and very, Ooh. very, very cool. Okay. And then there's a Christmas record that I'm doing, uh, sort of like a Phil Spector-type idea where um, I'm writing, all, except I'm writing all the songs, uh, most of them myself, but I'm also writing with my good friend Scott Kepler, who was with the Dictators and Del Lawrence. And it's not like a Frosty the Snowman-type record. It's more about uh, love lost, found it, and lost again hardship, but also positive uh, things all reflecting, you know, the season. So that's going to be coming up. And I'm also going to use different artists to, to appear on it in in strange circumstances. In other words, I'll have a song that's more of like a, a Cajun or, or more of like a, a you know, a New Orleans-type sound to it, and I'll put somebody that you would think of would never be appear on a song like that. So that's one thing we're doing. We have the secret project. We have a live record that we've been working on, so we'll be able to have that coming. And then we have just like a regular generic record uh, with Patricia and I that we'll do, which which will just be new songs that we've written. Excellent. And you mentioned a book. What's that all about? Well, you know, when 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 Patricia when when she wrote her book, 
uh, people kept saying, well, Spider, you have, you have a history, you have a part of this thing that, that probably people don't really know about. And I said, well, about me isn't as important as the story is important. I have a story that's really important, should be told, because it'll, it, it'll give people a lot of positive and hope in their lives. Um, from how I made it to where I've gotten, which I never should have gotten this far. I, I, I should have never happened, but that'll be all in the book. So I started writing it, and the people seemed to really like it because it, it was almost written in prose or more of a more poetic, less less about me, more as like a story, so to speak. Sure. So I started writing, and then our management and everybody said, well, I think we, we need to do this. So then I just started going great guns at it. So I'm hoping to have that done by the end of next year. Will it, will it have the story? I, I heard this rumor. I, tell me if it's true or not that you uh, performed the uh, guitar solo on Rick Springfield's Jesse Girl and taught him how to fake the guitar solo during the music video. <laughs> well, part of it's true. I did all the guitars on Jesse's Girl, and I've done everything for you. I co-produced it and arranged it. Um, but what I did, what happened was, it's very funny because Rick's a good friend, and he came to me one day, and he was all teared up, and he goes, I'm so sorry that you had to play guitar on the video. You know, I, I pretended like it was it was me that did it, and all along people thought it was me, and it was really you. I said, hey, Rick, it's okay. I, I don't really care. It, it didn't really bother me that much. <laughs> but it's funny, is that's the only number one song I've ever had, wow. considering all the things I've done with, you know, with Patricia and us and, and John Wade and, you know, Kenny Loggins. I, and I've done a ton of stuff with, it, with a ton of different people. It had a lot of hits. But I never had a number one except for that. So that's amazing. All those years, all those hits, and that's the only number one. Bizarre. Yep, things got close. I mean, number two, number three. Um, it, it was just interesting. I, I knew the song was a hit when I heard his demo. I said, "This, this, this is going to work." And it was really uh, eclectic and, yeah. and and really not there. But I'm thinking, oh, you know what? This, there's something really catchy about this. So I really like it. It's a great little song. Tell me, what can I find a woman like that? You and Pat have have the historic distinction of another number two, which is to be the second music video ever played on MTV. Correct. Right. That's, That's like everyone's favorite trivia question. I can stump pretty much anybody that on that. It was odd that that happened to be the second video. They just yeah they chose it, and it was, I'm glad they did. Yeah, it set everything in motion. Well, hey Neil, it's been great talking to you. I uh, I cannot wait to see you October twelfth here in Tampa. Finally, get to uh, to complete my bucket list of bands from the eighties. <laughs> Get ready. We're going to come at you. We're going to come firing at you. You'll see. You'll see what I'm talking about. Everyone's talking about about you guys being the real stars of the show, so it's time to uh, put up or shut up. Well, we're going to have to do it. Let's see if Spider can gear up and throw a big punch out there. We'll see. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. We look forward to coming to you. Excellent, Neil. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate you. So there we go, another masterful interview with by Stephen Q. Spears with Neil Giraldo. Uh, well done, my friend. You're like um, Terry Gross. You're a masterful interviewer uh, now. Do you get? In, you know, it's funny. 
the the best mood you're ever in is right after an interview. Right after an interview, that's and true. you come down, you're like, <laughs> you're like making weird faces at me. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, is it like this? Are you you in a good mood? And you're like, Neil Geraldo. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Like, it takes you like a half hour to come down. Like, you get so jacked. It's fun. Yeah, you're good at it. But I thought it was interesting. Um, I love the Shed shows. I love these all-star lineups. It reminds me of, like, in the 50s, remember? When, like, Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis, there'd be, like, 50 people on a bill. Yeah. Giving people bang for their nothing, buck. Nothing bad ever happens on the Shed tour. Ask Buddy Holly. <laughs> <laughs> you got Loverboy, you got Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo, and yeah. you have Journey. Who I just saw at the RNC. It's a and, great gig. And, and you're a believer now in Arnell Pineda. I love him. Arnell Pineda. <laughs> you could say his name. Um, yeah, I like that. I don't know if I can steal too much Neil Sean. It's a lot of Neil Sean to take. Yeah. I don't well, know. That's why there's no Steve Perry anymore. <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah, These tours, these tours where they group these bands together. I, You know, we saw a great one in Hollywood when we went out there oh, yeah. with our friend Brad in L.A. and Marty U. You're a friend. I love Marty. You. He's Mar- tell you what. You take Brad. I'll take Marty. Let's divvy him up. Okay. When we divorce, we'll divvy up all the fans. I get Brad. You get. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Are you good? Are you good? Yeah. 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 No, it's a good trade. It's a good trade. Uh, I'll get Marty. Uh, you get Brad. Marty's I'll really take, funny though. Do you? I'll take Wench. Do two funny guys I'll together work. Me and Marty. Oh, we're gonna it go might on be tour. Too much fun. We're gonna start our own podcast. Screw you. <laughs> Wedged in the '80s. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. No, but I mean, it was a good show. I mean, in these days, I mean, these days I'm seeing all these little tours coming around. Like Bananarama is coming around. Uh, the Go Go's are here tonight. The Bananarama ad? Have you seen that? It's they, very they, buxom. Look, they look like porn stars. They do look like porn stars. I thought it was like Miami Spice Three. Well, you'd go to that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Amberlynn has a beautiful voice. <laughs> Can you sign this? Uh, really, I don't have to sign that. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, I would love to see a tour that had the Go Go's, Bananarama, and Bangles. Throw them all together. The, they're all like your sexual fantasies. No, they go without any. They're pants. fine musical groups. You show up without pants on. They're fine musical groups with lots of hits to offer their fans. <laughs> You know what I like to offer our fans right now? <laughs> the Saggies. <laughs> That's good. I know what you're going to do. I like that we do. <gasps> That's part of it. Everything well. in this show is exaggerated. I know. Ah, uh, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for reader mailbag, but a trick on you, Daily. Uh-oh. Uh, this week's reader mailbag actually doubles as Oz in the 80s, too. So uh, cue the theme song. That's not a Seggy. This is a Seggy. There we go. Wow, a twofer. Yeah. I love this. Get out of here early. Uh, from the great Eric uh, Sellin. You think it is Sellin? Sellin. Sellin. Geraldo. Let's just call it Eric Geraldo. Eric Geraldo. Uh, gentlemen, in the last show, you guys asked fans to submit their own suggestions for Oz in the 80s. And so here is mine. The Newsboys. Did we ask them that? Yeah, we did. Did we ask them something else? We asked them that on the Michael Keaton show, too. We give them, <laughs> we give them homework all the time. The Newsboys, Eric says. The band was formed in Mooloolaba, Queensland, Australia, in 1985. The you, band's, think, you think he's making that up? Mooloolaba? 
No, my, my aunt's from Ulaba. <laughs> Uh, Queensland, Australia in 85. The band's original name was The News, but once in the U.S., they changed it to The Newsboys to avoid conflict with that scoundrel, Huey Lewis and The News. I'll get you, Huey Lewis, if it's the last thing I do. Hey, who got really pissed off with me when I... Isn't it Dan Vey who gets mad? Is it Vey or Wench? They're always pissed off about is something. Vey, is Vey the Scorpion? Dan you know Venom Vey, that's what it is. Dan Ven- yeah, Venom Vey, VV. And Wench emailed us later to say he declined the offer of being in the Stuckinese inaugural class Hall of Fame. He didn't feel he was worthy. Really? Yeah. Did he do something bad that he's not telling us? <laughs> I don't. They should have, you know, Howard Stern always has the super fan show where like people get on and talk about the show. I would love to have like a round table of our fans, to, but it would just devolve into like, I hate them. <laughs> like no one's actually a fan like those guys. And they screwed this up. Remember when they said Pink Floyd sucks? Remember when he mispronounced Geraldo? Yeah. Remember when uh, Spears slept with my sister? I never, I never slept yeah, with my yeah, sister. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, your entire 90s. I don't even go into it. I was it. married my entire 90s. You know, thank God I'm the only child. Uh, Newsboys released their debut album, Read All About It, in 1988 in the United States. They have since released 15 studio albums, six of which have been certified gold, charting as high as number four on the Billboard Top 200 and several number ones on the Christian charts while selling out major venues throughout the world. For a tune, I recommend this one, the title track off Read All About It. I do too. Have you have you heard of these guys? I've never heard of these guys. I have heard of the Newsboys. Would you? I, I, would, I find it hard to believe that we would miss them. I would miss them if they were actually playing major venues. Uh, Are they really yeah, a Christian num- act? Number four. Yeah, the new. I've heard. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, uh, I believe it. Anyway, continue. You asked me like I had like some sort of recent conversion. Now you give me the hairy uh, eyeball. Well, you you're a fake. Uh, all right, you, you know what? Religion. Yeah, I was just about to say something nice to you. Well, you can say stuff. And say saying it. that you don't sleep with anyone's sister, that it's a new, uh, it's been a new day and age of Spearsy for a year and a half, two years. I apologize to anyone I offended. See? So okay. now you don't have to go in and edit it all out. You okay, I continue on then. <sighs> I don't know. What did Eric Giraldo say? Oh, a new <laughs> live album by the band, live in concert, God's Not Dead. Is scheduled for release in October 2012. Hope this helps. Keep up the good work, Eric Sellen. So there you go, our reader mailbag and our Oz in the 80s moments. Right, and you can send your own to stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Um, we'll play a clip of a movie from the 80s if you can get it right. You know, these days, you know, I was going to give away some Funyuns. I ate a bag of them over the weekend. Yeah. That big cart, you know, that, that you Brad know sent you're, us. Uh, They're stale. They've gone stale. Yeah, you're a bastard. And I had like four bags one day because I was hungry and I couldn't afford lunch. And you moved the box under your desk so I couldn't get to them just to punish me. And then, you've, and then you forgot about them. And to punish me, you forgot about them. And you wound up punishing yourself. 
That's true. And punishing Brad. And I want Brad's fan. Now I want Brad and Marty. And Wench. You can have, um, uh, let's Sullen. see. You can have Ken in Tampa. Because <laughs> that's what you deserve. Jeez. <laughs> Just kidding, Ken. I like you. Um, <laughs> well, where are we? Anyway, uh, pay this? attention. Oh, what, what are we on now? Mystery movie moment? Mystery movie moment. Pay attention. Here's the clip from last show. I don't know what you're up to. But I'm going to tell you it's going to stop right now. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a very good one. <laughs> I won't be ignored, Spears. Yeah, Fatal click, Attraction. Click, 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 click. We didn't fool anybody with this one. No one. Winners include Lee Steele, the legend, Seth McFlame. <laughs> <laughs> ba ba boom Julie Nelson, Tom in Hoboken, Bart B-Man Cop, Latin Rascal. Oh, I miss Latin Rascal. Dave Featherston in Australia, who, you know what? Maybe Featherston will lay off now that we're giving them Oz in the 80s. Are we saying it right? Are we saying it right? It's Oz, right? It is right. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, they always Oz, get on our case, like, Oz, Oz. It's Oz. Like, if we would say, Oh, it's Ozzy, though. It's not Aussie. It's not Aussie. It's them. Steve's best friend, Ken in Tampa. And Libby, who says she is not. She is not. Jen with two N's. I still think that's going to be Hardy Jen's. That's Hardy Jen's with two N's, and he yeah. flips them off. Oh, sure. I love oh, that movie. Sure. We never talk about the movies anymore, do we? Nah. We've kind of covered them. <laughs> We've got nothing <laughs> left. Good. I'm getting punchy. Next week, Ice Pirates. <laughs> you love that. You've been, you, like, you, you dissed me this week. I wanted to talk to you. You're like, you know what? I'm going to go back to watching Ice Pirates. You said something. You said it was a dig. I was like a dagger in my heart. An ice dagger. You know, today is actually Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah, I don't get into that. No, Screw everybody. What? What? I'm sick don't of pirates. Don't you want to punch if people that in, do that? If you live in Tampa, you're sick of friggin' pirates. Yeah. The only pirates I care about are the Caribbean ones and Disney. Take that, <laughs> Spears. Great. Did you talk like a pirate today? No. Yeah, I bet you did. No, I don't do no, that. You're like, yeah, I'm, not a, you I'm not a joiner. The Gasparilla. It's pir- everything's pirates. The Buccaneers. Don't they have the John John Ah John John Yeah, John Levick Pirate Days. Every year, I got to do my TV shoot there, and they're late, and they had the pirate festival the night before when they all got drunk, and so I show up, and no pirates are there, and I'm doing live TV, and I'm sitting there pirateless, and the pirates finally show up an hour later, and they say, "Oh yeah, dude, they were pirates." You know, we were partying last night. I'm like, I don't give a crap. You think I want to be here? You stinky pirate eating, a, a, eating an Egg McMuffin? Pirates don't eat Egg McMuffins. Are they really? Yeah. Chomping away. McGriddle. What kind of pirate are you? You know what? F this whole show. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. You know who's a pirate? Ken in Tampa. I bet he dresses up. McGriddle. Power to the people. Walk off your jobs. Turn off your machines. Workers unite! <laughs> if you know it, email us at stuck in the eighties at And you know what, Libby is Jen with two ends. I just decided. <laughs> That's your new name, Libby. I'll put three ends in there if I want to. How the mystical refrain of name that eighties tune? Uh, this show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm protesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to play a segment of a song Sean's going to interrupt it with rantings No I won't We'll somehow get through it Pay attention, here's the song from last show 
That's Queen of the Broken Hearts by Loverboy. got it. You know what's funny? I think more than one person got it. <laughs> really? And I, I can't find the names. I'm having a hard time. This was a tough one. Everybody thought it was Vacation by the Go-Go's. Really? I mean, I must have gotten 30 responses saying it's a no-brainer. Oh, no kidding. They were even cocky about it. Yeah, but uh, no, it's Queen of the Broken. I love this song. You know they won't play this on October 12th. No, they get three songs to play. No, you know what you're getting? You're getting uh, Waiting for the Weekend. What's it? What's it called? Wait for the working for working the working for the weekend. You're getting maybe almost paradise, but probably not. No, You're getting no. uh, what else do they got? Take me to the top. That's not a hit. Take what's me other, what's other to lover, what's the other lover? What's the top? How yeah, come I can't think of any lover boy hits? They will turn me loose. Turn me loose. They will get. I bet. Uh, Pep Benatar and Neil Giraldo. They, they Try to say it normally. Neil Giraldo. Get 50 minutes on stage. 5-0. What, Neil and Patu? Yeah. So I'm guessing Loverboy probably gets an hour 15. No friggin' way. And Journey probably gets Love- an hour 30. What's his name? Mike Reno can't last for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I hear he's giving up the leather pants. Uh, so turn me loose. They're good. We saw them. Is that all they have? Well, they got two hits? They got plenty of hits. We're just Three starting. hits? We're just kind of, we're clouded with rage. I'm right furious. Now. Working for the weekend. That's it. Two hits. That's not it. <laughs> pay, do go ahead. Do it. No, do you remember? Ready? Yeah. Pay attention. Here's this week's clip. If you know it, email us a second. Oh, uh, hot girls in love. Uh, the kid is hot tonight. That's a good one. Loving every minute of it. That's a good one. No, it's not. Um, Heaven in Your Eyes. That's a great song. I, hey, I apologize to both Loverboy, Mike Reno, and the entire Loverboy fan base. Your uh, band has at least five good songs. You know, we interviewed them in person. <gasps> we should be a little bit more respectful. Oh, jeez. Now I feel terrible. What a dick I am. <laughs> you know what? Just because you are one, I'm not going to bleep that. <laughs> <laughs>
And we're back. We didn't really talk about Pat Benatar. You know what my favorite Pat Benatar song is? It's a little too little. It's a little too late. Spizzy. You think she does a lot of stage banter? Like Night Ranger? Here's We Belong. (laughs) Thank you. Next up, Heartbreaker. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if she does a lot of stage banter. I'd be all... if If I was a rock star, I'd be all stage banter. If you and I were rockers... Like a duo, Simon and Garfunkel. You'd be Garfunkel, obviously. Yeah. Um, you would leave. You'd be like, screw you. Too much stage banter. More music. Who would band would you say has too much stage banter? Kiss. Oh, Pearl Jam is brutal. Yeah, they really bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. He goes on and on better. You know what's weird is like there's this new trend nowadays with the um, some of these acts come rolling through town and they do an acoustic show. Like Richard Marks is, does a nice acoustic show and... Uh, I've seen uh, Howard Jones will come through, and a lot of times what happens these days is they'll come through, and they they feel the need to tell the the story behind every song before they play it. Yeah, that's reducing a you know ninety minute show to eight songs. Mike Reno, Lover Boy. Yeah, so I was sitting there. It was probably a Tuesday, and uh, oh man, I, I was working at uh, Long John Silver's at the time. And I just thought I was. I, what was I working towards? <laughs> You know, was I working the Thursday? Not really. <laughs> Play the song, Fatty. No, <laughs> believe that. Believe it. Don't don't leave that in. So I'm like, yeah, I'm really working for the weekend. And then the light bulb went off. <laughs> yeah. Um, people love to hear that story because it's so fascinating. You know who has no stage banter? Journey. None, none. Streamlined. You like a like a Lamborghini. I don't even think they do band introductions. Yes, they do. They do that. They I, do. I don't really care for that. I want to say it was Jonathan Kane did the band intros, but maybe you're right. Maybe maybe they didn't. That's that's old school. Old school is the band intros. Oh, you know the, what it the, was? The long it's, drum solo that's not needed. Yeah. The long guitar, you know, so everyone can get a break. That's so like mid seventies. Yeah, the thing about um, the thing about the guitar solo for when when you have like this really uh, a featured guitarist is that the guitar solo comes at the wrong point of the show. At the it almost guitar solos always come at the end. Right, like, you're just like two ah, songs left. Home. You know what? Hit me with four good songs in a row, and let's get out of here. Like, don't throw in the parking brakes with. Now, I gotta say, like the last time I saw Van Halen and Eddie was sober, you know, and doing really well, his guitar solo was tremendous. It was melodic. It made sense. It kind of had this narrative to it. But the time, like three years before that, with the drill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I put a bullet in my head. It was so bad. Like, <laughs> It's so bad. So well, there's, bad. There's some musicians that you're like, okay, okay. You know, Neil Peart. Peart. Geraldo. Geraldo. Neil Geraldo. Geraldo. <laughs> when he, uh, with Rush. When he does a drum solo, everyone's interested. And when any of Van Halen does a guitar solo, everyone's interested. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't really need to hear that whoever's pretending to be Ace Freely these days. Yeah. I don't need to hear him. You know, do something before he goes into shock me. You know, <laughs> and then uh, I don't um, need to see. I don't want to even see Tommy Lee. For, what about Neil Giraldo? Can he do a solo? I bet he does a solo, and I feel bad if he does. I feel bad that I said that. He's gonna be like, we've said a lot of loud. We were gonna do a guitar people. solo today, but someone <laughs> <laughs> who have we slagged today. A lot of people. Ken in Tampa got it. Brad Williams. I love Brad Williams, though. I mean, that's obvious. You called him a Kmart fan <laughs> last show. He was he was really hurt. I know. He called me like four in the morning. He forgot about the time difference. Or movie. No, 
Maybe he knew damn well at the time difference. But he yelled at me. Even though I love him, I celebrate him through jests. <laughs> this uh, is the longest japes in- and jipes. This is the longest ending of a show ever. <laughs> It's like our, it's like our bad Eddie Van Halen guitar. Like, yeah, right. like, wait, hold on, Spears. Let me pull out the drill. <laughs> oh, that sounds dirty. Yeah. Anyway, um, if you, if you have a chance to catch Journey, Lover Boy, and Pat Benatar when they come rolling through your town, I highly recommend them. It's a great uh, shed act. Uh, Dale and I will be there, or not be there, holding uh, hands or not holding hands. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna go, but uh, maybe I will. If, I'm, I'm not going to write about it. Are you writing about it? Nah. You'll probably blog, well, about, blog it. about it. Maybe. maybe. But, but I hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, I down, loved it. Download some tunes. Have a great fall. We'll be it's back next show. It's a little too little. It's a little too little. Ahoy, matey. Oh, you know what? Shut up, McGriddle. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. I'm out of here. In the meantime, Sean Daly, myself, and Neil Geraldo remain here hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. <laughs>